broadcasting from Mount Pleasant, Utah, this is the Sampete Horse Training Podcast. Sampete Horse Training's mission statement is simple, to send home a respectful, well-rounded, and well-broke horse that can handle a variety of situations. Hi, this is Eric Dent from Sampete Horse Training. I wanted to switch gears today and talk about something a little bit different on this podcast episode. Today's, uh, the time of recording is the 16th of November, 2019, and I wanted to discuss some of the influences on our business over the past, really the past several years, but what are some of the influences that uh, have really made us who and what we are today? I guess the first question is, why did we even start this business? Um, it's a it's an interesting question just because at the time that we started it in March of 2018, we had a successful veterinary practice that was um, making us a decent living and, and certainly was occupying almost all of our time. Um, and me and my wife had talked about doing this business and decided to go ahead and jump into it. And so um, it was kind of one of those things where it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to do this, but there were a few reasons why we started this business. So first of all, way back when, when I very first started the veterinary clinic business, we, we started this business from scratch in a, in a rural center Utah town. And um, because I was the only veterinarian and, and my wife was the only other employee, we, we were tied to the business. And I look back, those were some really, really tough years. Um, just a lot of personal sacrifice, a lot of really, really long hours. And um, it was just tough. My hobbies up to that point had always been associated with things like camping and riding horses in the mountains and, and uh, you know, just kind of getting away, fishing and, and stuff like that. But all of a sudden my lifestyle was such that I couldn't do that anymore because I knew the only way to grow this business was to be available. And so that's what I did. We basically didn't go anywhere for, for a couple of years. And even after that, even after I hired a second veterinarian, I was still on call the majority of the time. And so I had to kind of find something different to do. And during that time, I purchased a two-year-old mare that had about probably between 10 to 15 rides on her and decided that I wanted to kind of learn how to, to do a little bit more of um, the colt starting side of horse training. And that's what really got this whole thing started was because I couldn't leave, because I was on call all the time, then my hobby became working with this horse. Her name was Flower. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I spent just probably thousands of hours with this horse. Um, and that's where really where I gained most of my, my uh, horse training skills that I have today. And so it, it kind of came about a lot because of that. I, I, didn't, I didn't start training that horse thinking I'm going to start a horse training business, but that's kind of what it led to because I enjoyed it so much and, and I learned uh, very quickly how to do it. And honestly, I got very good at it. Um, 
And so somewhere around a few years, a couple, two or three years after we started the veterinary clinic, I had a horse come in on emergency after hours that kind of changed the course of, of, or I guess basically started what we now know as Sampy horse training. And, and the scenario was that the horse had been at a trainer for 90 days. It was a three-year-old mare. And um, she had gotten cut literally on Thursday and the people were supposed to pick her up on Saturday. She'd got cut on a, on a hawk. And um, so the owners of the horse brought her into the vet clinic and I, and I attended to this horse. The cut wasn't really that big of a deal. It was probably two or three inches long and, and uh, not something that the horse should have really been, um, you know, too concerned by or painful from. And I can still remember very vividly that, that this horse, um, which had been at training in training for almost 98, 90 days, was an absolute nightmare to deal with. She was trying to run over the top of me. She was trying to kick me, you know, and it wasn't even like, you know, trying to scrub the wound or something. It was just basic handling. And I remember just honestly being kind of embarrassed for the trainer and being like, man, I would be, I think I would personally just really feel bad about sending a horse home like this after 90 days. And, you know, not to be critical of the trainer or anything, I don't know what the scenario or circumstances were, but it basically just got me thinking um, that, I think we can do better than this. And so that kind of got the ball rolling with the whole idea. And, um, and that kind of sat there for a couple years, and, and it was always in the back of my mind, but I never really jumped on it. Um, and, and I don't, I can't really explain why I started the business after those couple years, other than I just, I just felt like I needed to. That's really the bottom line. I just kind of had this, I don't know if you want to call it a gut feeling or what, or whatever, an impression. Um, I just I just felt like it was something that I needed to do. And it didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but it was something that, uh, that I went ahead and, and decided to do anyway. So, um, so why the heck am I talking about the, all this this week? I, so, uh, you know, this week has been, an incredibly emotional week um, for me personally and, and our business. Um, a good friend, an employee, has had a really tough week. It's been hard to watch her suffer, and it's brought a sense of sorrow to me um, knowing how hard this has had to have been for her. Anybody who knows me at all knows that I'm not an emotional person. Um, it's been well over a decade since I've cried. <laughs> and I just, I do not wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm a very uh, closed off individual when it comes to that kind of a thing. But um, but this week I, I did cry. I guess anytime that something like this happens, it just, I guess gets the uh, wheels turning in your head and makes you a little bit nostalgic and makes you think back to the past and and uh, and that's kind of what I've been doing for the last few days and and so 
you know, it's just got me thinking about all the influences, all the things that kind of led to the creation of this business um, and led to the success of this business as, as we know it today. Um, you know, a year and a half or a little bit longer than that after we started the business. Um, and so there have been some really strong influences. A lot of these have been on me personally, which has led to the creation of the business. And then others have been on the business uh, itself. Um, so I'd say without a doubt, one of the, one of the first influences was when I was a, a kid. I had just this really, really, really strong desire, um, just a very innate to desire to be around animals. And horses were right at the top of the list of, of what I wanted to be involved with. And, and I grew up in a family that didn't have horses, didn't really have the resources to have horses. Um, and so the way that I was introduced to them was through my uncle, uh, my uncle Curtis. And he, he had been involved with horses for a long, long time and was gracious enough to let me um, go and, and ride with them up at his place in northern Utah. But when I was about 16 years old, um, he brought a horse down to our place. I still remember it like it was yesterday. Brought a horse and a saddle and a bridle and some hay and dropped him off at our house. And honestly, I don't really know what the arrangement was. I don't know if my parents had arranged for it or if he just showed up with it or I, I, don't, I don't really know the answer to that. But I just know that that single act just absolutely changed the entire course of my life. Um, and because of that, it's changed the course of a lot of people's lives. You know, we've got between all of our businesses, um, 15 or so employees, it kind of fluctuates here and there between maybe 12 and 20 people. But um, a lot of people have been influenced by that decision that my uncle Curtis made and uh, to, to be able to share his best horse with me as a 16-year-old kid. Um, and I'm just very thankful for that. I don't, I don't think there's any question that I probably would never have become a veterinarian if it weren't for that single act. And there's absolutely no way that, that this horse training business would exist if it weren't for that act. And so I'm just very thankful that he was willing to um, go out of his way to make that happen for me. Um, so, you know, over the next several years, I, I got very, very involved with horses. I think my, my family probably thought maybe in the back of their mind that, you know, I'll get a horse and ride it for a couple of weeks and then decide it's not that cool. But I think if horses had odometers, I probably put a hundred thousand miles on the horses that I had when I was in my later high school years. And so it was a really life changing event for me. So, um, shortly after that, I, became involved with a veterinarian in Park City, Utah, Dr. Charmian Wright, works at Mountain Horse Medical. And, and uh, you know, I look back on that experience of getting to know her and, and her allowing me to be a part of her practice and not just allowing me, but encouraging me and really fostering my development. Um, and I've, I've been able to do this same thing with a handful of individuals since I became a veterinarian. And it's given me a greater respect for what she did because it is not easy to have a 16-year-old kid riding along with you. You know, it, it's, just, it's just not easy. You're not mature and, and 
you know, there's a lot of things that probably impact your business negatively and, and just a lot of things that are out there that, that would just, I guess, give someone like her pause to actually do this for me, you know, and, and so, uh, but I had the opportunity to, to work with her for a couple years and I'll tell you what, I still today use things both in veterinary medicine and in horse training that I learned from her clear back in the mid nineties. Um, and I, I just am so thankful for what she did for me and, and her being willing to, to mentor me and be one of those individuals that really changes the course of a young kid's life. Um, and uh, I'm just really appreciative of that. Um, a few years ago, I read a book by Eric uh, Rice or Reese, I don't know how you say his last name, but it's called The Lean Startup. Um, and this, this book really just kind of pretty much tells you exactly what our business has really been all about. And, and that is that we really not just even the horse training, but also the veterinary clinic. We've, we've started these businesses with literally nothing. Um, and we've grown them into something that I, I'm very proud of. And that's because we kind of used, without even knowing it, these, these ideas that this guy puts forth in his book. And that is that, um, like, like he likes to put it, he says that, uh, you should, you should start with a minimum viable product, which basically means that nothing needs to be perfect when you start a business. You just start it, and then you perfect it over time. And boy, isn't that the truth with, with Sam Pete Horse Training. I mean, we, we started this thing not really having a whole lot of experience in the industry, um, very much outsiders in the industry. And, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes along the way. We've We've, uh, I think, turned out some pretty good horses from the very beginning, but the, but we haven't run it perfectly, and and uh, and that's been okay. I think that there's uh, been a lot of things that we've been able to change over the last year and a half, and there will be a lot of things in the future that are continue that will that will continue to change. Um, and I think it's been really important for our success to just kind of have that attitude of we can start, even though we're not perfect yet, we're still going to just roll along and, and make this thing work. And, um, and so that certainly brings up the whole topic of the customer. And I think that one of the biggest influences on our business has been those that have patronized us. Um, I think that a lot of people that have patronized us have, have realized that, that uh, even though we do have a lot of expertise around horses, and, and I think we are very, very good at what we do, um, you know, they've still been able to be willing to give us their business, even though we're not a real super well-established business. And I'm just very appreciative of that. I think that um, that uh, that's kind of what the American dream is all about, is, is people taking a chance on an unproven idea. And, uh, and you know, that's not just the, the business owner or the employees taking the chance. It's also the customers. They're taking a chance as well. And I, we've had some great customers over the last year and a half. And, and um, a few that have been repeat customers have brought us multiple horses, and that's been very, very key to our success. Um, and we just really, really appreciate that. So, um, one of the biggest influences on our business has been my wife Melissa. Um, you know, she she uh, has just been the one that does all the work in the background without getting any of the credit. 
Um, she does all the payroll. She does all the, the bookkeeping. And um, she's over here at 6 o'clock in the morning with, with our son to drop him off to feed the horses and help him. And, you know, and at the end of the day, she's sacrificed an awful lot of time and effort. Um, and I, I'm just very, very appreciative of what she's done to, to make this business tick. And, and, and she's also sacrificed from the standpoint of me not being around because there have been many, many times where I've had to be riding horses and working as a veterinarian and being a business owner and, and all these other things. And so I've put a lot of hours into this and sometimes that's meant me not being home. And so she's been running the house without me. And, and so, you know, she's not been a real, uh, you know, on the forefront type of a person in the, in the customer's mind, but she's really influenced this business in the way that it's worked. And, and she's been good. You know, this, this business hasn't had near the promise that the vet clinic has had and, and it hasn't been as profitable in the, in the early um, few months and whatnot. Um, there's been a lot of times that I've worked for free and, and she has still encouraged me with it. And, and that's, um, that's been very, very key to the success of the business. So I just really, I don't think that we would even exist if it weren't for her sacrifice and making this, um, this business tick. So we've had some great employees. Um, Paula is our, our office uh, person has been really good. She's been here from the very beginning and, and, and then even before that with the veterinary clinic. And, um, I just appreciate all of her attention to detail and everything that she's done for the business. Um, and then, um, Anna, she's uh, she's been a huge part of the success of this business. Um, Anna was actually the first horse trainer that we hired long before we even started this business. It was back when it was an idea several years ago. And um, she came and, and rode for a little while, started to, to gain the basic idea of, of what um, training horse was all about. She'd been a, around horses a lot and had quite a bit of experience with them, but not in uh, necessarily in a training type of a setting. And then because of some circumstances, she was unable to continue. Um, so she moved over to the vet clinic and then worked there for a few years before we started this business. Um, and now she has kind of a dual role. She works as the inventory manager for the parent company that, that, you know, manages inventory for all the businesses. And then she also works as a horse trainer. Um, and I'll tell you what, uh, I, I've, I've heard in both uh, business and, and even in religious circles, this idea of, uh, of the law of sacrifice. There's, there's a book written, a, a business book called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And it's mentioned in that book, The Law of Sacrifice. And the idea is that um, true leaders are willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the team and, and the, the business, the corporation, and things like that. Um, and, and in the early years, Anna had no vested interest in this. You know, she, she wasn't uh, tied to the business anyway other than just being an employee and, and having a paycheck. And, and um, I just really appreciate what she's done. I... I think that she's just had a lasting impact on this business, one that uh, has just been great. She's 
she's uh, stuck it out. Other employees have come and gone, and and she's stuck it out, and she's she's uh, not real natural at being some amazing, excellent horse trainer, but she has become an amazing, excellent horse trainer because she sacrificed the time and effort that it's taken to get there. And um, she's also been instrumental in our facilities. She's she's helped us to build the stalls and and the round pen that we currently have. And um, and she's been a big part of the entrepreneurial side of the business and, and, and giving us ideas. Our Mustang program came from Anna. Um, these, these lessons that we're getting started, uh, ready to start, have been heavily influenced by Anna's pers- perspective. And, and uh, I just can't say enough about the good that she's done for this business and the sacrifice that she's been willing to, um, to, make, to make it work. And um, I'm just uh, very, very thankful for that. So there's something that's kind of interesting about business, and that is that a lot of times the people that started it or the owner of the business or the main leader of the business is the one that gets all the credit. But at the end of the day, that's really not who made it tick. Um, you know, this this business has been influenced by a lot of people, but but the two people that have influenced it the most have been Melissa and Anna. And I think they've had a greater impact on it than I, even I have. Um, and there, if it weren't for their work, we, we would have either not started or we would have already shut down. And um, I'm, just, I'm just very, very proud of, of what they've done and, and, and hope that we've got a lot more years to work together in the future. So, you know, horses are so awesome. I just can't even explain how much horses have changed my life. I I would not be where I'm at doing what I'm doing, um, the person that I am, learned the things that I've learned, developed the characteristics that I've developed. None of that would have been possible without the horse. Um, And I don't know why God felt like he needed to place horses into my life, but it has been an incredible blessing for me, one that I um, never take lightly, and uh, one that I'm beginning to see. It's uh, it's my way of being able to make my mark on the world, is is uh, through horses and veterinary medicine and and the things that that's allowed me to do. So. I just really enjoy horses. There's just something about them that just is so um, majestic. And I just, for some reason, I just really connect with them and and really uh, enjoy them. And um, it's, it's it's been a fun ride. You know, when I was in vet school, when I left, when me and Melissa left, Utah State University to go out to the University of Missouri. One of the things that we decided to do is that we were going to go ahead and sell our horses because we didn't feel like we could afford them while we were in vet school. And it was one of the hardest decisions that I ever made with regard to horses, although it didn't turn out to be a massive sacrifice at the time. It was kind of a big deal. Um, But it was also one of the most important decisions that we made. 
And we went for four years of vet school and then two years, almost three years after vet school before we felt like we were financially stable enough to, to get some more again. And it's interesting what that period of time did for me. It, it made me want to be around them more. It was a sacrifice that was necessary, but it made me want to be around horses more. And um, it, it really kind of shaped and influenced the way that I looked at the world. While I was in vet school, I was absolutely determined to become an equine surgeon. And um, I worked towards it, and, I, and there's no question in my mind that I could have done it. Um, but right before I even got accepted to a couple internships, you know, prior to the residency that it would require, but um, right before I decided whether or not to take one of those internships, um, I decided that I just couldn't do it because I had one child here and another one on the way in a few weeks, and, and I just didn't feel like I could be only be making $20,000 for the next four years and, and trying to support my family and, and, and all that kind of a thing. And so I made this decision, which was kind of a heart-wrenching decision to not go down the road or the path of becoming an equine surgeon. And it was meant to be, because it's funny, now, today, I'm more involved with horses than I ever would have been if I had gone down that path. And I personally think that I'm influencing more people. And so, you know, for whatever reason, it just wasn't the plan. And, and I'm glad that um, I'm glad that I didn't go down that road, even though that was my big goal for the longest time. I just really enjoy what I'm doing now. I enjoy the entrepreneurial side of things. I enjoy having employees. I enjoy getting to know those employees and and uh, to be a part of their lives. And I'm just so thankful that I've had the opportunity to get to know some of my long-term employees. And um, I, I always hope for the best for them. And uh, on that note, I... I uh, hope for the best for one of our employees right now that's going through probably a pretty tough time in her life. And, and, uh, I just hope that, uh, that she can pull through it and she hope that she knows that we're rooting for her because she's been super, super uh, positive as a friend first and foremost. Um, she is an employee, but she is a friend and I've really enjoyed getting to work with her. And, um, I just, wanted to know that we're rooting for during this difficult time. So hope everybody's enjoying their horses. Um, had the chance to ride these two Mustangs that we're working on today and, and had the uh, owners of those Mustangs come over and, and spend some time with us. And we really enjoyed having them around and uh, really, really had a fun time showing them where we've got their horses so far. So this next week we'll, we'll do another topic about training and until then we'll, We'll see you. Thanks for listening.